I was in tears. Dude, I got off work and checked the the stats. And LeBron literally went over. <laughs> yeah. oh, let's so do funny. let's do football quick and then um let's get yeah. to that let's try to get like an hour <clears throat> hour 15 max so i don't really have that much to say about football other than the ravens not really looking at the rest of these games i don't have anything to say all right so 190 is it why do i feel like the last time was 190 it's not okay. Ready? Yeah, I'll intro to the uh let me get some water. Okay. okay. <clears throat> 190. And no. welcome back to the No Clue Podcast, episode 190. We are back. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Mike. And I'm Tyler. Welcome. We're back. Uh, week, week four uh, of the NFL. Week four, yes, yes. Um, had a lot of matchups that you know teams playing probably the same tier uh, this weekend. I think um, Vikings and Saints should be in the same tier. Browns Falcons are around the same. Very equal games, equal playing field kind of games this weekend, I would say. Uh, Ravens and Bills, uh, two very solid teams. Uh, A matchup of uh, AFC heavyweights. Yeah, yeah, let's start with there. Let's start with that, of course. Um, Ravens came into this game two and one. Bills also two and one, correct? Yes. Uh, Ravens' loss was to Miami, and that was spearheaded by a amazing second half from Miami that uh, you know blew the Ravens off the field basically in the second half. So this one would think the that case. one would think that the Ravens would stop that from happening again. Uh, but basically the same thing happened. Very similar, at least. Yeah, I mean, Buffalo didn't look as explosive as Miami did, where Miami right. was picking up touchdowns in like two, two, three plays. Yeah. But the Ravens... Buffalo was getting down the field very easily, though. I mean, yeah. when, the, when they needed to. Yeah, man. It, the Ravens' defense, like, something is seriously wrong. Yeah. I don't know what they do at halftime, but for some reason at halftime, they come out like a completely different team and a worse yeah. team, not a better team. Yeah, man. And it's it's not like they're like missing so many guys. A lot of their guys mm-hmm. have come back since the first couple weeks and their yeah. defense is kind of getting worse. It is. It absolutely is. And listen, Lamar didn't have a fantastic game. He had a good game. But he had them up up in the first half and comfortably, somewhat comfortably. So for the defense to come out second half and play that bad and and for Lamar not to be able to score again, just is just a mess. <clears throat> for them to be even in the last um the last possession that the Ravens had that 
has shocked the world, taken the world by storm. The interception was a bad interception, really bad. Um, but for the defense to let them just go straight down the field after that is just – I just don't That's get what, it. It's such a weird situation because I think Harbaugh was totally wrong to to go for it. Yeah. Like, to me, the way the game is going, again, it's not like it's it's Miami where they're just touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Like, you're just – you have to put up points to match it. Right. Like, like you're still controlling the game. The Bills are still struggling to come back. Yeah. And you don't take the points? Like, but you're they, essentially ahead of time saying, yeah, my defense is horrible, so I'm not going to put pressure on Buffalo. I'm going to, like, try to go for the kill. I, I understand. I would have went for it, but I just don't know why you throw it. Why did they yeah. throw that? Why did he drop back like Tom Brady? Baltimore, what the hell? Lamar easily could have ran that in. I mean, he and it was open. The whole left side of the field was wide open. If he had turned and just ran left, he would have had it. Uh, but I, I'm with you. If we were gonna throw do a passing play, I would say just just kick it in. There's no point. We don't need a passing play where what was it on the six? The five? Five. I mean, I, I don't mind a passing play, but, like, can we get something more than just a drop back? Yeah, true. Like, he's not true. Justin play Herbert. Worked. Nobody's right. confusing him for Justin Herbert or, like, Aaron Rodgers. And he doesn't have the receivers that are, like, that can just stand there and catch something over people. He like, doesn't have Cooper you know. Cub, who's just open all the time. Right. Or guys you could throw it up to that'll go sky up to get it, like, you know, like yeah. Julio or somebody like that. You just don't have the kind of roster for that kind of um, play at the end of the game to determine the game. And to your point, man, like Harbaugh turned out to be so right because the mm-hmm. defense was let him go 90 yards easily. Exactly. Chewed up exactly. the clock, picked up first downs without problems. Yeah. I'm just like, dude, God damn. Like, okay. Even if you, you would have gone to overtime though. Right. So again, and, and the Buffalo would have had more pressure to come down and, and get points. Mm-hmm. Do you stop them the way it looked? Probably not. Right. But to, to keep the game tied, cause you gambled for a touchdown. That was just a bad idea to me. Yeah, it was it, it was a bad idea. It was high shootout reward, decision, low risk. Shootout decision in a in a close game that's both teams are struggling. Yeah. Well, it, it was high reward, high risk. So yeah. I, I get the reward, but it was still a high risk situation, especially when the defense was playing like it was in the second half. And for the defense to play so well in the first half, I just that's the part I don't understand. Lamar plays about the same the whole game. For the defense to look elite in the first half and look trash in the second half just does not make sense. It really doesn't. It doesn't make sense. I, I don't. I can't remember a time in the last like 10, 15 years where that's been a thing for any side of the ball for a team. This this is definitely the first time I've ever seen it that blatant that the second half on one side of the field sucks for a team that's good. It looks like the best team in the league every first half they play. So, 
And they have probably the leading MVP candidate. Yeah. I mean, like, they should be absolutely sick that they're not 4-0. Yeah. I mean, look at how much control the Eagles have just record-wise just because they're still undefeated. This is the most teams that are 2-2 since – forgot what year they said it this morning, but something crazy. Like, this is the most teams that have been 2-2 – tied for like however many years in years and and don't get me wrong i love that but to me it's gonna hurt more at the end of the year for the afc when you're looking down your schedule and you had four you know three to four games that you blew yeah i i don't love it because it's gonna create parity that shouldn't be there like i don't want to see the seahawks have a chance to get to the super bowl or the playoffs I don't even want to see it. I don't want them to even have a chance. And they are going to have a chance. Yeah. <laughs> or the Bears or, I mean, no disrespect to the Seahawks, the Jets, any of these teams that are two and two right now, pretty much. I don't There's want to see them. Fluky two and two. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the problem right there, the flukes. No, I mean, nice, I, think, I think another month will we'll even it out a little bit. Uh, like the Jets aren't gonna. They're no, if they go four and zero, I'll be just in utter shock. For next month. Yeah, For if they month, go I mean, two and two, yeah. I'll be impressed. To be honest. Me too. Uh, but some of the teams, like I mean, the Giants have had an easy ass schedule to be three and one. Three and one, baby. Just keep it up. Keep it up, fellas. Uh, so I don't know. Bears I just suck. the Bears yeah, are terrible. They look horrible. Yeah, and they're two and two. So, yeah. But, but good game from Saquon. He looked like the best running back in the league, which talent-wise he might be. He just doesn't have as many carries or, or the rest of the team's good as some of the other guys. But I'm going to be honest. I, I want to see Daniel Jones run the ball more. I'd, like, I'd rather see him run it than pass it. I can tell you that. <laughs> he looks decent <laughs> running the ball, like, more and more every week. Like, wow. Like, it's a – Struggle game. Jones is out here picking up first downs with his legs all the time. Hey, if I have to choose, I'm picking him running it every time. I'd ra- I'd rather him run it every single time. The way he throws, I understand. Yeah, yeah. Um, we have to talk about Tua. Yes. Uh, Thursday. so yeah, Thursday game. Big win Tua. for the Bengals to to get the two and two. By the way. Huge win, yeah. I mean, they kind of got lucky, but huge win. Tua um, got pushed down in the previous game last Sunday and came up stumbling, loss of balance, severe loss of balance, made it through concussion protocol, returned to the game. Uh, And in this game, he gets knocked out in the game. So... Scary because a lot of people don't know what concussion protocol is like. A lot of people who have never yeah. been athletes don't know what they actually do for concussion protocol. And it is a very easy thing to uh, fake. I'm not saying he did that, but now a lot of players are coming out saying that they faked it in order to lower their baseline so they can play games when they do get a concussion mm-hmm. so they can pass the concussion protocol and i knowing having done it and having 
had to do concussion protocol once, I can understand that being very easy, especially on their level. But um, they have to do something with the concussions, man, because if he was really concussed and played within, what is it, five days of the last game, yeah, it's man. a serious problem. That That's the crazy thing to me. Like, you know, we're first month into the season. Yeah. To me, t- to me, the Dolphins have the luxury of saying, like, we're competitive enough to to go to the Bengals with Bridgewater and and put up a fight. Yeah, and to just force him out there like it's like you said four days. If it was a week, I, I wouldn't be as as kind of shocked by this that he was playing. Yeah, or if they had the Monday night game, right? I would get it. Sunday to Monday, that's great. But, but- Sunday to Thursday. That's quick for a guy who who got who banged his head and wobbled. Yeah. And not to blame him, but he has to stop falling like that. Like sl- most players don't let the back of their head hit the ground, even if they do get pushed down. Like it's just, yeah, you know, that's the one thing. A lot of people will go like this if they're falling back like that. He let his head and neck snap like that is not. Yeah, dude, whiplash like that, you're just you're putting yourself in danger all the time. Yeah, and I know when I say this, I'm not saying this to say to blame him at all. I'm just saying a lot of players actually do get taught how to fall. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's a real thing. So if he needs to go through that training or learn how to fall to avoid this, because every other quarterback has been getting hit this season, no other quarterback has had two concussion scares. Hey, Joe Burrow been getting murdered his whole career, his whole NFL career so far. Right. Two concussions in four games. And not saying he got the concussion, but he had a concussion scare in four games. No one else has done that. Yeah. So it has to say, okay, well, why are you getting concussed and no one else in, in two different games? Or have to go through concussion protocol in two games and nobody else has. So, um, it comes down on the team and they fired their neurologist or, uh, you know, the guy who, yeah. who cleared that, him so. essentially. Right. So it just to me, to me, especially for a sport like football, yeah. there's no, again, we're in the first month of the season. I'd understand mm-hmm. this risk if we're like, you know, fighting for a playoff spot or we're in the playoffs yeah, but this is a situation you have to take extra precaution. Yeah, and I, I just feel like they could have. I agree. I agree with you because that's the fear. It's not getting a concussion because that happens in a lot of contact sports. Yeah. It's getting a concussion soon after again. Like right. that's when exactly. you could ruin your career in a moment's notice. Yeah, especially someone that they pay like they pay him and someone that they put as much confidence in as him. They they need to take care of their investment. Yeah. I mean, I've seen I've seen teams in critical situations not prioritize the player and it comes back to haunt them like with RG3. Yeah, that was a playoff game. So I can understand you wanting to force, you know, leave him in the game. But at the same time, he's injured. Right. And you made his injury that much longer the next year. I don't even think he played the next year. I don't think he did. 
I think you're right. So, and he really wasn't the same after that at all. No, he wasn't. So I, it, this is like a tough situation, man. And I would just like to see the NFL or at least the organizations like not prioritize wins every week. Yeah. When it comes to health. I agree, man. And I, I remember two years ago, maybe they were talking about limiting the amount of games players could play. So like the team has four has 18 games, but players can only play 14, which I really I thought that was a really, really good idea. Because like you have 60 guys on the roster. Why is everyone why do just only your starters have to play every game? Yeah. It just, it just doesn't make sense. If your team is that good, you could stagger it off, say, hey, he's not playing this game. We got good competition. Because these guys go through a lot, man. It's a lot on the bodies. For 18 know, games, that's why a lot of them expecting him to perform every game. I know, and a lot of them were hesitant for that extra game to come in. Yeah, because it's it, football is hard, man. Like you're spending most of the week recovering from the game anyway. Yeah, and it would give more guys some. It would give more opportunities to guys to get a better name for themselves that are second string, third string guys. Yeah, uh, it make teams better, to be honest. It would because they would put more stock into their backups. Right. And now it's just you just get a backup basically off the street that someone that everybody has used and thrown away already yeah. to just say, hey, we're going to work our quarterback to death and you might get in. So just be ready just in case. So, yeah. But they won't do that probably because they pay these guys way too much already. Um, and I think Miami, like, now Tua can sit out an extra week or two. There's yeah. no problem. Like, even if we go 0-3 with Bridgewater, there's no way we're not going to be competitive in most of those games. Yeah, they they definitely can lose two games. And they have enough room to lose yeah. two games. So at least two weeks you got to. And it's a good opportunity I, for their coach to prove himself, too. It is, yeah. And his leadership after this incident yeah. in general. All right. Um, Cowboys, the rush hour, as Michael Irvin called it, the rush hour is here. I like that. That's hard. <laughs> I like that. Super Rush is eating quarterbacks bro. alive. He's out here killing them, bro. You know what it is? So He's just not making mistakes. That's like – it's making all the average quarterbacks look so horrible. I know. Yeah, it is. It is like, he's, Daniel Jones like he's making accurate notes. throws, which is impressive. But, mm-hmm. you know, all these guys that are guaranteed starters so, on some occasion do that. Yeah. The problem he's is showing he's, that he's, he's reading the plays really well. He is. And again, Zeke has stepped up like other players have stepped up to actually play yes. how they're supposed to be playing. Yes. I mean, they got their defense looks fantastic. But it's been looking fantastic. It looked fantastic since the preseason. But their offense, I can't believe how much of their offense is stepping up, finally. And they were nowhere to be found when Dak is quarterbacking. <clears throat> I know. It, it, it's, and it's not just leadership. Rush, it's, this this yeah. whole situation, man, Dak's leadership looks worse and worse. And that was his like, 
that was his biggest thing is how much of a leader he is, how much of a locker room guy he is. And yeah. like you said, the guys are, the guys are produ- more productive. They're, they seem to be playing harder. The team yeah. seems to be in sync. All of a sudden their coaching looks elite. It does out of nowhere. What the hell is going on? <laughs> yeah. I'm really like, Dak, take your fucking time, dude. Don't yeah. you dare come back and not be able to grip the ball 100% because that's some bullshit. Right. Right. Cowboys are, they might be in a mess late in the year in a good and bad way. How long before Wentz is done playing NFL football? They'll force him as a backup next year, I'm sure. XFL, man. Call his manager. See what he's up nah, to. I can see him backing see what, up somewhere. Where his head is at. But he's he'd be fun in the XFL though. It'd be cool to it would be cool for them to finally have some no. uh you know not him. Like I, I get the the thought, the idea, like he's exciting, he tries to make plays, but yeah. he plays like an idiot. <laughs> like he flat out that, that's literally so he wouldn't be he would the be only cool position in the in sports, I don't want a guy playing dumb. He, so he wouldn't be cool in the XFL because he sucks? He just makes <laughs> Because like, he's so bad? He makes, like, the give up mistakes. Like, the fuck, dude? Like, why did I work so hard for this? You know what I mean? <laughs> they run the ball well, like, every week for no reason at all. Yeah. <laughs> Uh yeah. yeah. They run the maybe not well, but they run the ball decently every week and it's for no reason at all, bro. Just for Wentz to to hold the ball, your receivers aren't open. What are you holding the ball for? And to get more not open so he could throw it to the other team. Bro, at least with like Joe Burrow, you could look at his contemporaries who are getting sacked a lot like Wentz is. Yeah. In in all the situations, I can make a case that, like, he's looking downfield. He's looking for the number one threat. He's trying to spark the offense because there's no spark. I mean, with Wentz, there's no spark, and he's killing what little spark they generate all the time. Yeah, it is amazing. Dude, it's he crazy. loses more fumbles than Daniel Jones. Good God. What do you think Doug Peterson does watching Wentz now? Watching Wentz stink it up for the commanders. I'm a good coach because I had people fooled. <laughs> He's so bad. So I mean, bad. honestly, I don't understand Wentz, dude. I Like, that MVP year was great. That, you know, border MVP year. But he, like, yeah. he learned nothing. No, he didn't. How? And he's years later, that was three years ago. He's learned nothing still. Is it only three years ago? It might have been more. I can't remember, but yeah, I mean. I mean, bro, his stats were decent and the Colts like publicly disowned him. Yeah. And he's coming in as the fucking commanders doing the same dumb shit. Yeah, because his stats... His stats don't always look bad when compared to like you watching it and how bad he's played. Yes. 
He plays worse than his stats look all the time. Yes, all the time, dude. He, no, like he has no composure in the pocket. That's why he takes so much punishment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So again, I'm not defending the Commanders because their line does suck, and and their their defense I thought would be good. They got all these like great picks, these all these great draft picks. Yeah. And they can't stop Zeke. Tony Pollard, right. I mean, you're getting killed by Pollard some of the NFC, the, some of the NFC teams that actually commit to running the ball. Yeah, I mean, the Eagles already killed you, so you know. Yep. Uh, moving on, uh, Giants spanked the Bears. I'm not surprised by that. I'm glad uh, the Eagles and Jaguars was a good matchup on paper. And it started out, the Jaguars looked really good in the first half. The Eagles looked a little bit. Um, they just weren't all there in the first half. And second half, Jalen Hurts, just his leadership just took over the game. Um, yeah. he's, a, he's right in that MVP leadership. Yeah. And Alec they ran Lamar. the ball like they ran the ball like crazy. Dude, Miles Sanders had 134 yards. Yeah. I like him a lot. Yeah, 27 uh, that's, carries. That's one thing the Eagles do so much better than the Ravens and Bills. Mm-hmm. Like, they run the ball not just because their quarterback is athletic. Right. They use that to actually open up their run game, which I would which I would expect the Bills and Ravens to be able to do. Mm-hmm. But they often don't. Ravens need – I mean, they need a consistent running back. A consistently good running back yeah. eventually. Um let's see Chiefs and Bucks. That was the big matchup. Mahomes versus Brady. The like that's become the highlight matchup of the league, it seems like uh because the new goat versus the old goat. Um the Bucks just still aren't all the way there, man. There's just still it seems like they're still missing I mean, they most of everyone is there, but it feels like they're missing guys. Um, their defense is a little bit weak. I mean, and it don't matter how good your defense is against Mahomes; it really doesn't matter. But their defense looked a little bit weak to me. They just they're just kind of like discombobulated right now. I don't but, disagree, but to be honest, like I look at this situation as. The the best team in the probably the most explosive team in the NFL came in off of hor- of a horrible loss, horrible, <clears throat> like full of mistakes, just bad I you know bad decisions from the stars, the coaches, yeah. So they were locked in for this. They were, they definitely were. I mean, this meanwhile, a, Tampa Bay's beat the hell. Yeah, exactly. Every time I watch them, somebody's out. We're stopping the game because somebody's got to come out. Somebody's limping off. Somebody's getting carted into the fucking locker room. They're old, too. There's a lot of old guys on there. <laughs> Tom Brady. <laughs> and they've been, they've been like, scrapping more, getting, like, in altercations, I feel like, more on the yeah. field. I yeah. swear they're reflecting Tom Brady's personality, like, entirely. <laughs> yeah, they are. They are a little bit. So yeah. I'm not I'm not stressed about them again. I, I still think they need like 
they're gonna need half the year to get healthy. Yeah. If they can stay like four and four and then in their first eight, I think they'll be fine. Yeah, me too. Yeah. They should be. Um, to your point, Chiefs Chiefs still are the best team in the league. Yeah. Regardless of losing Hill, regardless of whoever else they lost. They're still the best team in the league. They have the best quarterback they in the, the league. They have the best quarterback. That's, that's I, Best team, I, like, there's a lot of rosters that are making me really look like, you know, maybe the Chiefs aren't so unstoppable roster-wise. Yeah. But when you have the best quarterback, that's you a have tough the best, separation. The best quarterback and tight end combo in the league. Yeah. So. It's just it's crazy, and then adding Juju to that, who for some reason, I feel like when Juju was on Steelers, like his first two years, they were considering him possibly being one of the best receivers in the league. Then, you know, after the dancing and the uh, videotape in the locker room stuff happened, yeah, like people like forgot that he's still a top five talent or top ten talent receiver in the league. Like they act like oh. He's not good anymore because yeah. his off the field stuff is. He got trashed crazy. a lot because, like, his production declined when Ben fell off a cliff. Yeah, and it was yeah. like Juju sucks. Like, dude, do you not see what Big Ben is doing? He could barely get the ball ten yards upfield. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and it was just nothing Juju he could have did this. about that. Juju needed he this. He could have went anywhere that that like opens up the field. On the Bengals, he would have been lethal, just like he is with yeah. the Chiefs. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, he's he looks great. And the rest of the team is just – this is great. They have so many guys that um, – there's just so many threats. Everyone yeah. is an equal threat. I'm never Solaire, surprised by I the like, names I, like I see. Yeah, me too. Yeah, he's, he's great. Really, really good running back. I never get surprised by the names I see in their stats. Whether it's um, Valdez Scantling or uh, McKinnon, or I mean, obviously Hardman, they just have so many guys that can take over a game, receiving wise. Uh, and really, none of them get enough credit just because Kelsey is so raw. And you know what, <laughs> Mahomes trusts guys. Like when, when guys make mistakes, when they drop a touchdown, he's not ghosting them the rest of the game like some quarterbacks do yeah he doesn't he doesn't do that at all and you can tell he puts a lot of time in with these guys yeah you you remember when um when lebron went and asked like took each player to the gym individually and asked them which hand they want to catch the ball in and uh (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> which foot they want to step forward and wear on their yeah. chest. I, I, I feel like that's they they I saw like Mahomes does that. Yeah, his team. It was uh, I don't remember what year this was, but Le- wherever LeBron was playing at this time, I think they signed like a shooter. It was or, Corver. It was was, it it was Cleveland Corver. when they first okay, got yeah. Corver. Yeah, <laughs> and he was like, "I'm yeah. already studying like where he wants the ball, <laughs> how he comes." I was like, "Dude, okay." <laughs> whatever i like it it sounds good i I like it i feel like mahomes every quarterback should do that but i feel like mahomes does that to a different level yeah because i i can tell with each one of his receiver there's a 
like they have their own connection opposed to saying oh yeah everyone just likes Mahomes like Mahomes and Hardman have their own connection him and Valdez Scantling have their own connection and so on so yeah I always got a kick out of that too like Corbin's been playing basketball for 15 years. It doesn't matter. Like, bro, if of all the shooters shooter ever, Corver does not need a specific spot to catch the fucking ball. Exactly. Which where is his hot spot? And... Jeff Teague was throwing him trash kickouts for years. He was knocking him down. Like he was an yeah. all-star. He was an all-star yeah. being a spot up, like a, a runaround shooting threat. Yeah, getting passes from Millsap and Jeff T. Yeah, yeah. dude. <laughs> um, okay, the Monday night game. Yeah. Are you are the Rams shot for the year? Or do you think the Rams are gonna kick it up mid year, like everyone is saying? They don't look good at all. No, like it's no. different if they were really in all their games, like if there was really good games. But, that's what that's why I'm I'm still I look at Tampa Bay and I still see like a, an offense that could be explosive, a defense that could shut most quarterbacks down. I'll, I'll give you a pass from Mahomes. Like that's fine. Yeah, um, no one can shut Mahomes down. Right. But yeah. to me, like you said, with the Rams, they look horrible. And the teams that they beat, they're barely beaten. Bro, yeah, they beat the, the Falcons by four. I'd say, I'd say they have the worst running game in the league. That's really bad. Like, bro, their their running back fumbled in that opening the Bills game to start the year, and yeah. McVay like abandoned the run ever since. Mm-hmm. They they don't do it a lot. They don't like really do anything creative running the ball. Yeah, and and I mean Matthew Stafford looks shot. He does out of nowhere. They lied all summer. They blatantly lied the whole training camp and preseason about like, oh, we're just like, we don't want to force him. There's no reason for him to play. Like everything is fine. He'll be ready to go. He doesn't look ready to go. No, he doesn't. His passes look weak as hell. He's, I mean, he's staring down Cooper Cup like nobody else exists. Right. And I know Higby had a lot of targets. But that's because they were doubling cup the whole game, mm-hmm. which is which is exactly what you're supposed to do. Yeah. yeah, but like their cup, they're not even running big chunk plays all the time. They'll run screen passes like over and over again. Mm-hmm. And Cup is so good, he picks up yards anyway. Yeah, but you, I'm watching this game, and I literally like maybe 10 throws before that pick six. I'm mm-hmm. I'm thinking like, man, they're running that screen a cup way too fucking much. And like their yeah. offense isn't really doing anything else. There's yep. no other dynamic. Like the Niners are eventually going to see this shit coming. Mm-hmm. And, and all of a sudden safety, safety cheats the fucking play pick six. Cause yep. he knew damn well, Matthew Stafford wasn't going anywhere else with the ball. No, he's becoming, you know, just force it to cup kind of player. Yeah. Even with all the weapons that they have, it doesn't make any sense. Dude, it really, it really doesn't. doesn't. Like, Higby is really good. I mean, all I heard the whole training camp and preseason was how good Allen Robinson looked. Right. 
We're not even targeting him for throws over like five yards. Right. I can't even be mad at him because when he's open, it's a three-yard strike. Meanwhile, Cooper Cup is double covered 15 yards down the field, and Stafford is gunning it out to him. Mm-hmm. Stafford, Stafford is really the the who looks the worst here to me. Like I think okay. their defense, their defense will have them beating all the bad teams they play. Right, that's true. So their record won't be horrible. Just from the offense, names that they have on the defense, too. right, right. But their yeah. offense just is just not it, and I don't really do see you, it getting much better. Do you put any of it on McVeigh? Honestly, no, because they were like this last year with running the ball. Like, they just didn't do it. Right. And and Stafford was taking advantage of the weapons so well, they were still explosive. Have they really ran the ball well since Gurley left Gurley, there? Since Gurley fucked up his knee, it's been mm-hmm. – the run game has been in shambles. Gurley's not even in the league anymore, is he? He might be sitting somewhere, but I don't know. It's kind of crazy. He was just like one of the best running backs in the league like four years ago. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Well, I don't have any more for football. Do you? Uh, Niners look really physical. I like, you know, they, they were committed to running the ball, unlike fucking Rams. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I mean, Debo looked great. He had another, huge plays. Another team that Debo needed to get good. to two and two and, and handled business. They did, especially with the quarterback issues that they've been having. Um, yeah. Let's just say issues, but everything they've been trying to do with the quarterback situation, but They're, it's paying I off right they, now. I can't believe they lost to the Bears week one. Like looking back, looking back at how dominant they were yesterday, I'm like, dude, really? You couldn't. Wow. Like, even if Trey Lance sucks, why did you not run the ball 30 fucking five times? This, their organization is doing something weird to me with Trey Lance because their team is kind of in a win now situation. I think as far as like how their roster is <clears> is good enough to win now. I just don't know why you'd go with a quarterback that needed time when you have a bunch of guys that don't don't need any time or really can't even afford time. They look kind of cocky to be honest with you because they they like sacrificed assets. To, to move up to get him. Yeah. So, like you said, we, we don't really see teams do this when they're in win-now mode. Exactly, yeah. So. Like, they've I, been I, a, a contender for, like, four or five years. I know. And, yeah, it's just strange. <clears throat> and they're, they're right back in it, to be honest. Like, they'll be in the conversation for one of the best NFC teams. Yeah. Yeah, they will. Absolutely. All right. NBA preseason is here. Is back. Um, a lot of players are back. Kawhi is back. Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr., John Wall. Uh, who am I missing? Damian Lillard. Um, I think that's it. That missed a lot of time. Has already shown, like, been seen on the court. So, 
the drama this summer has been the Brooklyn Nets. And yes. of course, the I got a nice, nice, healthy look at the Nets yesterday. I did too. <clears throat> uh, what'd you think? Um, Ben Simmons is a funny guy, man, because he took all that time off to come back the exact same player he was before. Did you see I... anything different about his game at all? No. I, I mean, he didn't even look to take a – he took, like, one little fadeaway post move that was horrible. It was ugly, yeah. Like, he straight backboarded it, the rust special. On the side of the backboard, too. Like, oh, yeah. on the bottom right. Yes, yes, yeah. dude. It's extra gross. <laughs> yeah. But uh, besides that, like – one thing I was excited for him coming back, even if he was the same player, the Nets need mm-hmm. him bad. The Nets had no transition game last year. None. Now they have Ben Simmons, I would consider a top five transition player in the league. A hundred percent. I know people don't look at him that way because they don't watch him that much, but he is nearly unstoppable on the break and you have to foul him. But now yeah. the transition take foul, you can't. I mean, you may want to take it, but you can't foul him because now they're getting free throws in the ball back. But he's strong, he's fast, he sees the floor so well. That little drop off he did to Claxton, I didn't even see that coming. I mean, he sees he sees the floor better than anyone on the roster, and that's going to change how they play all together. And hopefully, it, it takes Kyrie and Durant off the ball more in those situations. Um, and no, they'll have more s- scoring opportunities. Seeing KD and Kyrie off the ball is is an automatic like positive to me. Yeah. Uh, and and like their defense still looks horrible, but Ben individually blew up like a number of plays that the Sixers ran. Yeah. And and just created either a turnover or or created a bad shot. Like they needed yeah. at least that, and he's bringing that. I'm going to be honest. I think Ben Simmons is going to win defensive player of the year this year. I really do. He's my preseason pick for defensive player of the year because I think those games will be on TV a lot more. And he's going to be guarding everyone that Durant doesn't want to guard, which is going to be everybody. Big list. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Which is going to be every wing or small forward, which we mentioned couple podcasts ago the east is stacked with small forwards mm-hmm. i think ben simmons will be guarding all of them so he'll be able to see the full scope of his defense um yeah i mean some of the steals he had i think he only had two steals but there were i mean he has really good no defensive instincts do. he does he, he has does. that like the that one one of the few things he does have from lebron is just how he reads passing lanes i mean he's won games uh, like predicting a guy making a bad pass. He has, and if he's chasing you, because his IQ is so is so great, he can, like, he always gets people from behind because he can guess what you're gonna do with the ball too. Yeah, like he'll pick off a pass from behind you because he's like, oh, I'm seeing the floor, seeing the same floor he's seeing. Oh, he sees that person. I'm gonna get there. I'm gonna get that pass. So. Yeah, I mean, He's their tough, front man. court for the Nets, by the way, the front court situation looks bad, like I thought. Yeah, it does. 
like you're not getting away. Claxton is not giving you 38 minutes. No, and that's what you're setting up. If, if God forbid the backup looked decent, whoever he was, I'm not even sure who he was. David Duke. Yeah. The, <laughs> yeah, David Duke Jr. Yeah, I think. But or uh, Edmund Sumner, they have too. He's kind well, of Sumner's like a wing guard to me. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, man, I just, again, you need bigs to get stops, bro. Like you're oh, they not have sharp. They run sharp. Sorry. Yeah. Hmm. But you need bigs to get <laughs> stops. And I just didn't see that. They're not going to get any stops. That's why I'm not, not, I'm not on board with the, the defensive player of the year pick. Cause there's still going to be a shootouts. Well, Ben Ben can be defensive player of the year with the rest of the team being trash. It happens. <laughs> okay, I would, that would be cool. If their record is the really in, good, if their record might is really the good, I, I think I think I could I could see that a little bit more because then he's really going to be contributing to them winning a lot. Right, Gobert got defensive player of the year with their defense being cheeks. That's different. That, that was He's regular season defense. They were playing great regular season defense is what they were doing. Sometimes. Utah was playing Hall of Fame, yes. like, 04 Pistons defense in the regular season and then getting the playoffs. So who do we match up with? Yeah. Yeah, true. Um, Let's talk about They Philly, look okay, though. though. Yeah, Philly looks – I mean – that rotation. We didn't see everybody. Wrong. And this is all basically most mostly backups. Yeah. Um. Still don't know where Dival is going to fit into the roster. Paul Reed is a backup. D'Anthony Melton is definitely a backup. Um. I'm thinking Maxie's going to start, but they have the option of not starting any of these guys other than Tobias. I think Maxie's a like a has to starter. I think he. I think he is, but I mean, I he looked—he was the best guard in the game last night. Oh, for sure. For like sure. it he wasn't even close to me. <laughs> yeah, you're—you're you're right. Yeah, but again, this is my only issue with Maxi ever is that when Embiid and Harden aren't there, Maxi looks like the best one of the best guards in the league. But for some reason, if they're all there, it's. He doesn't put it together enough, which is why I say if they didn't want to start him, they could do that. But I think he's I think he deserves to be a starter on this team. Definitely. I but think, I could see honest, why go ahead. Doc thought that was strategy. If Doc thought it was strategy, hey, he doesn't get it going as much when they're not in the game. Like a Jamal Crawford, like he had Jamal on the Clippers at times. As soon as CP and Blake were out the game, Jamal could drop 30. But when Jamal was in there with them, you know, he may get 15, yeah. maybe. So, you know, I, I, I can see Maxi being that. I was pretty negative uh, when that the about the quote Doc had about all this stuff they could do with the lineup. Yeah. But this I'm looking at this this rotation again without Tucker, without House, without Embiid, without Harden, like yeah. four, one six man probably and three starters. Yeah, four so, starter caliber players for sure. And they look like they had an NBA ready rotation without those guys. <laughs> yeah, they did. So to yeah. me, like this roster's complete. There's no flaw in just how this roster is put together. There isn't. There definitely isn't. 
They could they could survive okay. a month with Embiid being out. They could uh, they're in a position to be able to bench Harden when he's playing god awful in the playoffs. Yeah, like I mean, no Rockets had success doing that back when he was in yeah. his prime. So yeah, but like last year, last year to your point, Maxi's like the only other guard. So like you really can't bench Harden because you you don't have anybody competent to put out there, right? And the problem was when you were benching Harden, Maxi had already played thirty minutes, right? So now it's like we can't play Maxi forty eight minutes tonight. Right. And but I now, actually was impressed. Uh, Maxi and Melton look really good together. Exactly. I was gonna say now with Melton, you have the option of really staggering how they staggering their minutes. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. And I also you, you said Melton, right? Not Milton. Melton. Yeah, Melton. D'Anthony. Yeah. Yeah, that's gonna get hopefully that doesn't get crazy in the uh season in the games. Melton and Milton. Shake. No, but like Milton and Corkmaz look good because they they've been part of the rotation. They know what to do. I love Corkmaz, man. He's gotten I wish so Korkmaz much better. Minutes. Yes. He has. And, um, and they even fixed the one legitimate rotation gripe I had with them last year, bro. <laughs> lay, lay off a uh, fourth quarter overtime signing. Montrezl fouled out in 12 minutes. I love it. He couldn't guard a soul, by the way, but I love yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now... He would have a hard time guarding with them still. Yeah, and that's the thing, though. Like, now you have an option between a more IQ-based player who will kind of just fit. You know, he'll just pass the ball. He'll take decent shots. Who's that? Nyang. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Versus now, I don't need that shit because I need an X factor. Now Mm -hmm. I'm putting a rebound machine out there. Rebound machine, a lob threat. Yeah. Someone who will go... and Montrose is not afraid to get dunked on. He'll right. go for blocks. He may foul. He may hack. Whatever. You just need someone out there to bring some energy. Montrose was the energy guy, one of the best energy guys in the entire league. Yeah. And um, that's the thing, though. You don't kill Niang's confidence because you're not benching him every night. Because, yeah. I mean, Montrezl, he couldn't really contain, like, Royce O'Neal out of the pick and roll. So... Right. You know, he's not going to be playing massive minutes. He's going to have a hard time against all the small ball teams. I mean, yeah. it's just not his game. And you would think it would be because he's a small center. But, I mean, he really like plays Philly's like a Philly's built even but... for that. Because Philly, they to are. me, has no problem. They could bench both of them. And it's not I mean, a problem. With, with PJ and House, who both can, I mean, who have both played a lot of four in their yep. career already. And a Niang, who can, who has, he can bring the ball up court on centers. Like if you got a center checking him, he, they're not going to take it from him. Yeah. He's someone who can who's mobile enough to, like that. Yeah, and then you have Tobias who's huge. I mean, Dybul can check any position. Reed There's is a so shot blocker. So many wings now. They have so many wings that they can play small. They could play big. Like guys can miss time and they could like still stay afloat. I mean, yeah. Doc, you got no excuse, my guy. None. And trading Melton. Trading for Melton really gave you another legit ball handler. So Niang isn't your backup ball handler, like you said earlier. 
now you have another ball handler in Melton who can, you know, really be no a, a point and guard. Bede, and Bede shouldn't be playing 40 minutes a night this year. There's no reason for that. No, unless he has 40. Right. He should be out of the game, you know, so max 30 minutes, 35 minutes. To max. me, to me, this is a lob for Doc Rivers to to kind of get his reputation a little bit back. Yeah. Because this this team is put together perfectly to me. They have to get to the Eastern Conference Finals this year. I agree. If they get if they get beat other than by, catastrophic, like you know, and beat like an beat injury, God forbid. This should be the Eastern Conference Finals matchup right here. Should be. If both these teams actually play to the absolute best of their ability, I would think that they would get to the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't see it with the Nets, but they Nets Nets will be in the second round from what I saw. I could see that. They're not getting swept out the first round. Let's hope. They should get past the second round. <laughs> they should. They won't, I don't think they will either, but they should. I don't see it, but all right. Um. All right. The other team that had a really astounding summer was the L.A. Lakers. They actually went out and signed Thomas Bryant. Uh, they picked up Patrick Beverly in a blockbuster trade. They picked up Juan Toscano-Anderson. They picked up Damian Jones as their starting big man. Whoa. They picked up Lonnie Walker, the fourth. I don't think you think. Did he play yesterday? I didn't see him. No. Okay. No. They picked up Dennis Schroeder back. Wow, got him back. Oh, he didn't. He didn't play yesterday either. They even scooped up Dwayne Bacon from his couch. They did. I didn't even know that. Yeah, they got Dwayne Bacon. And Dwayne Bacon um, was getting buckets in the G League. They got the one. Uh, the one flaw on um, Chicago's roster, but hey. One man's trash is another man's treasure in Troy Brown Jr. Um, they even went and got Winion Gabriel back, who the AD stopper. Oh. So, hey, man, what a roster. Um, anyway, they got beat by 30. So, <laughs> bro, how do you get beat by 30 to the Kings in preseason, man? Didn't beat by Bro, the Kings. I, I promise you, the first half, the Kings did not play well. I believe you. They I, were I horrible, bro. Fox was throwing up horrible shots. Barnes was doing like the Tony Snell thing of just getting up and down. Like they'll pass him the ball, he'll move it. Like, bro, that's Niang does that. I thought you were a threat. They started KZ Akpala. Yeah. He's a starter for them. I mean, he started this game. I don't know if he's going to be the starter. But, I mean, they were the Kings were in, like, prime losing form. Sabonis came out missing layups. Left-handed, too. Like, really? So, they didn't even look – the Kings didn't even look like they have gotten any better. Malik Monk looked pretty good. And Three for 11. Destroyed uh, – the Los Angeles Lakers. Let me just list out some of the Lakers. Um, uh, their shooting stats. Anthony Davis, four for nine. Solid. 11 points. Kendrick Nunn, four for seven. Solid. 
Westbrook, two for three. Okay. Why to Skyler Anderson, one for five. Patrick Beverly, one for five. Austin Reeves, one for five. Scotty Pippen Jr., two for seven. And the GOAT himself, LeBron James, 0 oh, for 7. <laughs> oh, and Damian Jones, their starting center, 0 for 3. Only four oh. rebounds. Wow. In 21 minutes. The Lakers are just like in full midseason form, dude. <laughs> they, it was so funny to watch. <laughs> when you Gabriel took eight shots, dude. Like, why do you come down? You don't run anything. You just throw the ball to Anthony Davis. Bro, I don't like Milwaukee, that he starts their offense so often. Bro, I, Milwaukee I doesn't do that with the best player on the planet. Especially not in the post. At least, like, sometimes he does that thing where he catches it at the top of the key and then makes the next pass, and then he goes and sets his screen and gets open. Like, they give it to AD, like, in scoring position. With 20 seconds on the shot clock left. And then it's over. The possession's over because he doesn't really make good passes. Let's be honest. They play like they're so fucking old. That's why energy guy. I thought it was a good idea to pick up guys like Thomas Bryant, guys like uh, Toscano Anderson, guys like Pat Bev, because you had no energy last year. Mm -hmm. And it's that that does nothing. That's not going to save them at all. They need more than energy, for sure. That's what I'm saying. They're, they need IQ, which uh, I thought LeBron would bring, but that's looking less and less frequent. He left that at home. <laughs> they need a dominant inside threat. A- AD's not that to me. I'm sorry. Like, no, he's not. He's just not consistent enough to be that. No. It, Russ is just there. Like, another year of Russ looking like the odd man out, whether he plays well or not. Mm-hmm. Bro, I promise you, I don't care how awful he is. I'm not blaming him for their struggles this year. And That's I have good. no, I'm not going to be surprised at all if he's awful. Mm-hmm. But LeBron and AD just like have made me sick this last year and a half. Me too. They've made me sick, it. bro. LeBron's coming off the fucking screens. He's hitting Pat Bev on the short roll. He's hitting Austin Reeves on a short roll. He's hitting Toscano. None of those guys I want setting screens and rolling to the basket. There was a screen and roll with Pat Bev as the roll man? Yes. Wow. Bro, LeBron LeBron is like, he tries so hard to look like a fucking maestro. Like, bro, can you just play, please? Yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's so fucking irritating, bro. Preseason week one, you're missing layups and you worried about running the fucking pick and roll with bums. I mean, how many times last year did they hit Austin Reeves for screen and roll layups? I don't remember ever seeing it. Austin Reeves would just get open from other guys getting doubled. On the back cuts, maybe for layups. Bro, maybe. They're the only team. How do you? How are you so lazy offensively that you just throw the ball to AD and do nothing? Who, by the well, way, gonna... always has to wait five seconds for people to get out the way, for the spacing yeah. to still be horrible. 
Like, did you guys not know that was the game plan to give it to him? Like, what are you guys? Why is everyone standing there instead of this overloading? Team is designed to make coaches look bad. Well, I mean, the coach designs whatever they're running. You mean LeBron James and Anthony the, Davis? The coach, the for coach sure, James? bro. This this is not like. Coached basketball teams don't play like this. I'm gonna be honest. I I believe you. Yeah. I mean, I like, I don't think they would. And they're so lazy offensively. They still don't get back. Mm-mm. Still, we're jog like bad turnover. Everybody just gives up. I dare them to do that in the season with Fox. That's what Go I'm saying. It. That's that's the biggest reason they got blown out is they took so many bad shots and just didn't give a fuck about playing defense. Yeah, like bro, you're getting blown out by the entire league if you do that. Yeah, I mean, every single player on the Kings' entire roster played in this game, and only one person didn't score, and that was Delvadova, who played only played nine minutes. Everyone else got a bucket. Bro, I mean, they. I thought they would learn a lesson from last year. You know, getting destroyed by. Houston blowing gigantic leads to OKC teams that were in the the fucking lottery second and third pick in the draft yeah and Kings were fifth fourth yeah fifth yeah they were fourth Fourth, yeah so you you got destroyed by three of the top five drafting teams that 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 means that those are your contemporaries and you're not as good as them right like they're projected to be the ninth seed. I think that's a, fu- a little fucking generous, to be honest. It is, and this is preseason. We we never know what they get together in the season, but you can't come out this flat and this gross and lose by thirty. I don't care, you know. I don't care who's playing. We can't lose by thirty, man. They didn't even play. The Lakers only played their top. How many guys played? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I mean, they had six guys that didn't even play in this. Six, seven, eight guys that didn't even play. And none of those guys will fix their spacing. No, they won't. When I say they didn't even play, my point isn't that they didn't have all their talent. I'm saying they had, they were more top-heavy than the Kings were, who played 16 guys. You know, guys that probably won't even make the roster, final roster, they got in the game and still got points against the Lakers, who basically had all of their ro- only roster guys there. So and it's like you would expect a good organization to learn from what happens with a player on another team. Like mm-hmm. Miami was the only team high on Kendrick Nunn, and they still benched him. Like, Smolster yeah. was the only coach I could picture being like, yeah, this guy's really good. And you know what makes it even worse? They benched him after he had just played good. He had a good year. So that means that means they know – that means it's either his work ethic or they can see, the, see people surpassing him in, you know, real time because – Unless he started playing bad in the season. I mean, Westbrook played bad all last season. He didn't get benched. Kendrick Nunn came off of, like, second in rookie of the year voting and got benched. 
Yep. So it was like, <clears throat> and he got you know, benched at a place that liked him, and you brought him in as a starter. And after he he missed the entire year, yeah. and he was still the lock to come in as a starter this year. Right. Good God, who's he checking on contenders? Nobody. Who? What contender could he go to and start? Not a single one. Not a one. Not a single no. one, bro. If if the Clippers didn't sign John Wall, he could have went there and still not started. He might not have played. He's not 100%. playing over some of the guys they got on the bench. Hundred percent. Are you playing him over Kennard? Hell no. Exactly. Kennard's like a better version of him. And Kennard barely plays, so you know he's not playing. This is this is how bad the Lakers played last night. <clears throat> These players in Cook, veteran, Chima, Moneki. Sorry if I mispronounced that. And Kent Bazemore. Um, they played eight minutes in this game. And they were plus 13. All three of them were plus 13 each. In eight minutes. For those who do not know how plus minus works, that means while you were on the court, your team scored that many more points than the other team. It was that much of a point differential in the other team. 13? In eight minutes, with Quinn Cook, Chima Moneki, and Kent Bazemore on the court. I don't know. Can they resign Kent Bazemore? To be honest, eight minutes and eight seconds, <clears throat> and Keon Ellis and Nemeus Hada played seven minutes, and they were plus eleven. So this must have been the five they had out there: Quinn Cook, Chima Moneki, Kent Bazemore, Keon Ellis, and Nemeus. Kata, and he went out there and schooled the Lakers. There's a hundred stats from this game that could uh, point to how awful they were. I'll give you an even better one. Uh, Preseason first game, and you put up three fast break points. With LeBron James on your team? With LeBron James and Russell Westbrook on your team. Two of the fastest players to ever play basketball. (laughs) Arguably, you put the up two fastest three, players to ever play. Three fast break points. That's disgusting. <laughs> That's sick. That's disgusting. It, it really is. It really is. First, bro, I promise you Sacramento was not locking up. I promise. Davion yeah, Mitchell scored. was because that's all he does. But none of those other guys were locking up. The guy was scored by 22 in the third quarter. and Oh, that's that, like I said, they're in midseason form. And that's usually LeBron's thing is the third quarter. I don't know if he played. Did he even play the third quarter, though? Or were they already getting worked? I turned it off by that point. But they were up in the first quarter and still got beat by 30? Yeah. Yeah, dude. That's what I'm saying. They were playing horrible, and Sacramento was playing worse. And They they were up 27 to 21 and got beat by 30. And that means you got beat by 30 seven and three quarters mm-hmm. 36 and three quarters that's great. like i said prime mid-season form that's what the the pelicans did to them at the end of the year last year yeah blew them out like two quarters it's gross it sucks they suck uh moving on um 
some guys who looked really good. Jamal Murray looks fantastic. He's back after 529 games. I, I mean, I'm sorry, not games, days. 529 days. He's been gone since April of 2021. Um, he looks so smooth, man. I mean, his legs look good. Um, Damn, he got hurt right before the playoffs in 2021. I think it was the first round. Oh, man, that sucks. Yeah. I forgot it's been so long. <clears throat> yeah. So uh, he's back. Michael Porter Jr. is back. I think Denver probably has the best starting five in the league now. Oh, um, with, with those, those two guys, guys healthy. Jesus. Yeah, with those guys healthy, Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon, Jokic, ACP, and Jamal Murray, I think is probably the best starting five in the league. Um, That's I forgot. KCP was – that was a good trade for them, to be honest. Yeah, he fits them better than Barton, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Uh, at least on paper, he does. Then you, they still got Jeff Green, Bones Highland. They signed DeAndre Jordan. Not sure how much he helps, but uh, yeah, for some reason, the other bench was better. The bench is kind of weak. They lost so they a couple got... guys. Didn't they get oh, Bruce, Bruce Brown. Brown? They got Bruce Brown. That's, yeah. That's yep, helpful. Yep. But they, they are thin. Like, they don't. Like what we talked about with the Sixers, they don't have that. It's so they, Michael Green. Yeah, they, they got to keep their fingers crossed that the injury gods don't touch them too much this year. Yeah. DeAndre Jordan actually looked revitalized with them. Um, it, Maybe it's because they spread the floor so well that centers yeah. can go there and look pretty good. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Yeah. But they still lost to the Thunder, who <clears throat> just – use every young talent that they had and just put them out there and everybody looks pretty good. Um, I don't have too much to say about them because they could look good in the preseason. And they'll, they'll be terrible in the season. They, you know, I don't, I don't think anyone expects them to make the playoffs. I'll tell you what, if SGA is still playing two months into the year, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be more curious to see what they're doing. If he's still on their team two months into the year. That's very interesting to me if they make a move in some way. Yeah, the Raptors really, really won because he's a Toronto kid, which, I believe. Which would be crazy, by the way. That's a sick pickup for them. Yeah, it would be really interesting. Depending on what they'd have to give up. I don't know what they'd have to give up. But I would like them to keep <clears throat> Van Vliet and Trent and try to get them. That would be cool. Mm-hmm. And they have a hard time keeping guys. You know, I, I, I think last year... They had, the, um, you know, that report came out saying that they had a hard time keeping a lot of the black players, black American players there. Mm. Um, so getting a hometown kid, you you would think they would be able to keep him forever. Yeah, I can't name I can't name someone from Canada that has been on the Raptors. Not that <clears> I can, not that I know of. Could be wrong, but. Um, Drake, so that'd Drake's, be interesting. Drake's recruiting skills must suck. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Um, Clippers, Clippers. John Wall, Kawhi are back after their long. Yes. Well, John John Wall really hasn't really been hurt, but not, not last season. But he's back, healthy seems. Kawhi is back after missing all the last season. Um, and they looked pretty good. It's hard to gauge with them, but they looked interesting. Uh, 
PG Allen or Paul Paul Allen was looking good out there. Yeah, he looks good. He's good. He never he'll never get the credit he deserves because he keeps going to teams with other stars. But I mean, for him to have seven rebounds in 16 minutes of this game, yeah. he led the team in rebounds from you know the guard spot basically. I, I think then, spending uh, that year without Kawhi, man, I, I think is gonna be huge for the team. I do too. I do too. Uh hopefully it, it will be. But the thing is, it all matters, it all comes down to how Kawhi treats it, you know. Does he come in and say, Hey, you guys have been killing it? I'm gonna fit right in, let me just find the spots, or does he say, All right, y'all had your fun, it's over with, I'm back. You know, it depends what kind of teammate he is about it. I'll tell you I, I one thing. I, They're going to go move ahead. the ball well. They should be able to move the ball really well with this team. See, see, that's the thing. They've done that with Kawhi. With Kawhi, Kawhi and PG's time there, they've been a good ball-moving team. Yeah, at times. Especially yeah. when they've played well. Right. When I'm they really not well, concerned. Other than them, like, really losing consistently, I think mm-hmm. – if they're one through six, they're just as much of a contender as anybody. Like, to me, seating doesn't matter. They got to make it through the year with Kawhi available, PG available, and hopefully most of the roster beyond that. Yeah. Now, another team with a really stacked top eight, nine. I mean, it, we talked about that already. but Their wing rotation is crazy. I wouldn't be surprised if PG really like starts doing point guard shit. They could throw out three other wings with him and Zubach and go crazy. They could. Why well, never let them have the ball that long? But you're right. If they do do that, it would be crazy, That's true. especially with um, Man and Morris didn't even play in this game. But they have Man, Morris, Kennard, Covington, Powell, Wall, Reggie Jackson. I mean, That's one thing that's weird, by the way. Uh, Reggie looked like he took off when Kawhi got hurt. He did. And and their chemistry when Kawhi was playing was never really that good. He's one of those guys. He needs the ball. He, he's not a, a catch and scorer. He's not a short time yeah. with the ball kind of player. Yeah. He's a high usage guy. So I'm curious if they figure it out. But all, all these are good problems to have to me. They are. If they can get. To your point, I'll just phrase it in a different way or frame it in a different way, I should say. If they can get Kawhi to stay off the ball, they could be unstoppable Ooh. because if they let John Wall loose for him to get assists, if they let PG be able to handle the ball and kick outs and they swing it around and Kawhi can just do the catch-and-shoot corners or the cuts like he did last mm-hmm. night very well. Mm-hmm. It's going to be so hard to stop. And just exploit mismatches. Because they can do that without Kawhi thinking he can, you know, trying to take AD off the dribble or take, um, you know, Marcus Smart from backcourt. It's just he didn't have to go try to challenge himself on offense. They they should never have to challenge themselves on offense on this I team. Know. But they will. It's, it's going to come, and I'm going to get frustrated about it. So I'm just preparing myself now. I'm ready. I'm re- I, Again, I think they're going to be fine, man. I think Ty Lue, like, 
like regular season, they, they don't have any play style flaws to me that will cause them to lose consistently. Right. Even like with Kawhi, if he has a bad game, he's always next game. He's, you know, chilling on the ISOs. He's a little more team involved and they make that adjustment as a team. Again, even in his limited time there or his limited time on the court. They're a team, like you mentioned earlier about, um, who did you say that about? I think the Rams. They're a team that they're just going to beat all the teams that are worse than them, no mm-hmm. matter what. Like their defense is going to be locked down. They're going to run the floor well. They're going to shoot well enough to beat every team that they're better than. But when it comes to the playoffs and and you need that full roster, like I think we were mentioning off air with the Warriors, you need that full roster past the big three guys to do it. That's where they need to figure out how they play, figure out their play style and get guys involved. Because like we said, when Paul George was doing it by himself and he could get Kennard and get Man and all these other guys involved and they look elite, they need to do that with another elite guy mm-hmm. um, in the playoffs. Because trust me, the other teams have guys on the bench that will be doing Because if you don't have a bench that can – Score 30. If the your bench can't get 30, Poole will get 30 by himself. Yep. Um, Bones Highland will get 20 plus by himself if he has to. I mean, they got guys out there that can do it. Um, yep. So the Clippers got to be able to keep up with that because we know the other guys, the Jokic's, the Stephs are going to get their numbers no matter what. So, yeah. Um, another player missed all last season, Damian Lillard, is back, and he looks really, really good. He looks spry. He looks smooth. Shot is butter. Um, but the team looks no better. <laughs> the rest of the team looks no better at all, if not worse. I know it's preseason. I know they didn't play their starters. They played their starters more than any of these other teams, though. Jeremy Grant played 27 minutes. Lillard played 23. Simons, 25. Hart, 24. Nurkic, 21. They almost played a regular season game worth of minutes. It bothers me that Grant, after emerging in Denver as such a high-level player, went to Detroit and now Portland. Like two of the worst franchises in the league? Yeah. Yeah. Like he's... he's He's a championship. He's like a key championship piece to me. And there's a good chance we'll never see it. Because he's going to keep playing. Portland is going to continue to ask more than you should of him. To be honest, I mean, I know this is a useless conversation now, but if the Clippers had traded like Morris for him and like got younger at that position, he would fit them so perfectly. He would be elite for them. Bro, Grant, there's not a roster Grant doesn't fit. He, But he plays best with point guards that can run the floor, with teams that move the ball, because he finds those spots, and he's such a good mismatch. He's so athletic. That's the thing to um, me. Like To me, like even maybe with Philly, he wouldn't be a perfect fit, but he's so athletic that it, he's, just, he's just as lethal. The thing is, Portland has never been accused of moving the ball. Like, if you said, hey, you guys move the ball, well, they they would be offended by it. And it's not because, I mean, they're good. 
this is not what they do. This is not their game. And every time they've tried it, it just doesn't work. Or they get guys that they think they're going to be able to move the ball to, and they're terrible. Like Mario Hazonia, when they got him, I was like, oh, snap. They got somebody they could swing the ball to. No, they couldn't. They got um, – uh, when they got Covington, I thought they could swing the ball to him. No, they couldn't. They had um, – what's his name? It just Powell. got went to the Clippers. Powell. thought they could swing the ball to him. No, they couldn't. Not really. Other so it was like just – Corner shots. Yeah. Or like extreme like play breakdowns. Yeah. He was getting it. Yeah, and then Gary Trent basically had to steal it from everybody on the on the his own team to get buckets, and then, and that's just how they could win that. How they do play, he just hasn't have they haven't had the uh, personnel to do it. And Grant is not one of the guys, but I hope he does succeed on this team. I just don't really see him and Lillard being a good fit, but. We'll see I what just, happens. I don't, I don't a long season. care about Portland. I, just I, I want Portland to be good eventually. I do want to see Simons and Lillard uh, playing together, like what that looks like, how they kind of attack. And if it's different from how they did it with McCollum. It has to be. Because if it's not, I'm I'm calling for Chauncey's job on the spot. I will not hesitate. <laughs> But Chauncey never coached McCollum. That's fine. But Lillard has been there long enough. Nurkic has been there long enough. Grant yeah. is a is a legitimate third option, if not second option. Yeah. Uh, it's just like they've played a certain way, like you said, for so long. And they've won a lot of games all the time off of that. Yeah. But they ne- they're never a serious playoff threat. Utah, no. Utah, who's proven they're not a playoff threat, goes into the mm-hmm. playoffs with more potential hype about maybe making a run. Yeah, than Portland has ever done, and Portland has yeah. actually made a conference finals run. Yeah, so they're and just, the thing they is, suck. When they made that conference finals run, they got exposed of exactly how to beat them. And they haven't changed. They haven't fixed that problem. They got exposed because you could double Lillard. You could stretch Lillard away from the three-point line. You can run him off the three-point line. And then the rest of the team can't do anything. Yep. And guess what? This roster, without Lillard, can't do anything. Nope. Right now, um, Josh Hart, what are we expecting out of Josh Hart? Just hustle. Without Lillard there. He had ten rebounds as you know as a wing. He's a he's he as does like, that all the time, bro. He's a rebounding machine. Yeah, that's impressive, but doesn't help them in these games. That makes so. me question what the fuck is Nurkic doing? I, he probably didn't even play yesterday, but he played. No, he had nine rebounds. Good for him. One less than the guard. I, listen, if he's playing like to to his actual strengths and not the way he's played the last several years. Then, yeah. then they're they're not a playoff threat, but they're uh like a play-in participant. Yeah, they they definitely could make the play on play-in this year. I expect them to make the play-in this year, and a, and I mean that positively. And Lillard is so good, and this is part of their problem. Like, 
of all the teams that fall on their superstars to carry the offense, Portland mm-hmm. is the worst by far to me. Because in in what way? You mean worse? Like because how? they they break down the offense and just play drive and kick just because Lillard is unguardable. Yeah. Because you notice when Lillard gets strapped, they look yeah. just horrifying. Yeah. Like Giannis gets strapped. Milwaukee still looks competent. Tatum yeah. got strapped in the finals. Boston wasn't like abysmal. Yeah. You, I mean, I've seen it all over the league, except the Lakers, if, you know, Lakers just suck. But to me, you have to find a way to be able to play well when your star is not carrying the team. And I've never seen that from Portland. Portland looks like the um, 02 or the 0176ers sometimes. Yes. Like it, 100%. It's Iverson and nobody. And that's how they look. And they have guys better. It's just like, can we do anything without Lillard? And the problem is, just like Iverson, Lillard really doesn't get strapped. It takes this is like a double team. And if you can't score uh, four on three with the rest of the team, you can't win. Yep. And the, I mean, who did they play last year? The, um, two years ago the nuggets when austin rivers was praying that lillard wasn't hitting the shots austin rivers was playing as good as defense as anyone could possibly play on lillard and he can't stop him but when you have two guys on him come on you guys can't score four on three what else can you ask of lillard he can get 40 every night but you guys have to contribute something or someone else (laughs) has to at least be dangerous no one else is even dangerous on the team I'll say they're they're going to be fun to watch because they're getting of up course. and down. They're getting yeah, the they got a lob threat, you know. And there's going to be close games that Lillard clutches them through. Right, as, right. It's always going to be Dame time in these games because they're gonna they're not going to be blowing anybody out this season. I can't can't. Uh, I mean, they'll they'll have a few hot nights. They'll, they'll. I mean, the Lakers are easy dub most likely. They they were an easy dub for them last year, were they not? <laughs> They literally destroyed the Lakers wasn't even there. multiple times. Simon's had like a 50-piece on them or something crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but I'm pretty sure they beat uh, – they even beat the Lakers late in the year without Simons, I swear. I think they did, yeah. I think Keon Johnson had a really good game there, that, that, that game. I know what you're talking about. Oh, so, yeah, so the Lakers are a win, but to me, to me, you can't play – like really similar to how you played with McCollum. Cause then like, you're just in shootouts all year. Like you have been, and maybe you go to the playoffs, maybe not, but it won't matter. Cause you're not a threat in any capacity. Right. I'm curious to see what the um, rookie does for them. Shaden sharp. Uh, he did nothing for them in this game, but I'm curious to see what he does for them. And when he warms up to the league, it's weird um, because he hasn't played a ton of basketball. It hasn't so he's it's gonna be weird like two years of basketball it's gonna be weird to see how he adjusts yeah well yeah uh they got gary payton the second as well so i that's good that i like that that's some, a good piece he can take the defensive uh pressure off of lillard which is nice um i like wes of too uh i'm not sure where he's been he's he's a solid player um, solid backup guy. 
he had a good good career in Orlando for a little while. But um, <clears throat> I I would like to see them go really small. To be honest, I know it won't pitch off the floor. Nah, I don't mind it with Nurkic. I don't mind him being the one like true big. But okay, I, like you're you're gonna be getting in shootouts every night anyway. You might as well go full full blast with it. So give give me like, what are you saying? Like, what would be the small? They don't have a power forward other than Grant anyway. Simons, Lillard, Hart. Heart. They got um, Nazir Little. Who's, who's he's you know. he's if Nurkic is coming out, I don't mind Little at the five. Yeah, Little like and that um, to me. Little and Grant down low. And Sharp is like six seven, isn't he? He's like six 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 five. I think he's six five. I think. There you go. Four. He's six six. Yeah, six six. There you go. I got two guys. Hart and, and Sharp maybe not are the biggest guys, but they'll they'll battle. Yeah. And you're getting up and down. You're getting more spacing now, even when Nurkic makes bad decisions, which he will. Like, it just looks yeah. more competent. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, and Gary Payton, you could put him at the three if you 100%. have to. I mean, Warriors did it. They could do it. Yeah. Just for defensive purposes. And Simons is so long and jumps so freaking high. He can play two, three, anytime. I just I want to see more like versatility to the roster beyond Damian Lillard. Like Dallas is a team I could use as an example. They still find a way to succeed without Luca on the court. Right. We're not expecting Luca to get in shape so he could play forty eight minutes because they're awful. Right. Like there has to be some level that you could do something beyond the star player. And I just don't see it in Portland. Is the other thing is just there's just no like I said, no consistent threat for them. I mean, even the guys who aren't very good on Dallas are consistent threats. Like um what's my man from UNC that had the good season Bullock. last year? Yeah, Bullock is he's been a consistent three point shooter. For the Knicks, for the mm-hmm. Spurs, for everything he's been on, so he's someone you can count on. I there's as much as I like Hart, I have no idea what Hart is going to do every night. No right. clue. If I pass it to him, I don't know if he's going to hit the shot. I I don't know if he's going to drive. And Grant, as good as Grant is, I know Grant is going to give me energy and athleticism. But as far as like quantifiable stats, I don't know what I'm getting from Grant every night. And which is. And- Part of what makes him good, but also part of what Portland needs that they, he doesn't have. But you see, they, they've they given us, like, Powell was the perfect example of that, that you really was, didn't yeah. know how he was going to score, if he was going to be aggressive. And it, it looked bad because he'd be out there for no reason a lot of the time. Yeah. And the crazy thing is, as soon as Gary Trent got consistent, they traded him. Which is like the most bizarre thing. Like, yo, Barry Trent became like a knockdown shooter, elite defensive guard, like almost a Patty Mills kind of he'll scrappy. You know, he'll get a big time steal Perfect guy in the moment. With game. Perfect. Yeah, guy. and then all of a sudden, oh, he's so consistent. Let's trade him. Like, I never understood that. Every time someone gets this consistent, they let him go. Like the whole Powell like timeline in hindsight 
like you're just looking at Portland like, what the fuck are we doing? You trade, like you said, a cons- one of the most consistent players you've developed in the last 10 years. Yeah. Then you quickly move him for a wild card piece. You you don't really commit to the wild card piece on the court. Yet then you pay him a ton of money just yeah. to trade him anyway. And trade the other consistent piece you had in Covington, who even though he wasn't playing that great, at least he has a solid role. Right. You know he's three and D. There's no three and D's on this roster anymore. On a, on a team full of drive and kick guys, or yeah. on a on an, on an organization that the last 15 years has played drive and kick basketball. Yeah. It's just weird. So, it's weird. Their their org, their roster moves just too many times. I'm looking at it like why. Yeah. And I, I hate that. Even if I don't agree with it, I still want to understand why you you do something like that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, last basketball topic. Buddy Hield and Miles Turner. We have to talk about it hmm. because the Lakers are really being bizarre and considering trading, making this trade um, after training camp has started, which I don't understand. They had all summer to do this. Training camp starts and they say, hey, we're still looking into Buddy Heald and Miles Turner. <laughs> they probably saw those. Uh, Palenka popped up in those first couple practices. <laughs> yeah. It was like, yeah, no, this this isn't working. <laughs> all those missed shots, which was, those were terrible. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's really gross. Um, so, I need you to give me some teams, man. What teams should make this trade before the Lakers do? I don't think the Lakers are going to do it, but I, I got a good. If team. I was a roster that was considering it, I would, I would try to make the team make the trade before the Lakers did it, because I do think they it that trade definitely helps the Lakers, but um, it could help a lot of other teams too, probably better than the Lakers. I'd say Boston. No. Boston. Yes. Now Who'd they trade. I, I would trade Robert Williams. And I'd trade Robert Williams. Yeah. Because he gets injured all the time. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> um, and I got to throw somebody else in, somebody good, somebody decent. They can even trade picks. Yeah, I guess the number of picks. But Buddy, Buddy gives them uh, like a basic perimeter threat. And, and he's really not like he could be more than that. But, like, yeah. that's what they're missing with Brown and Tatum is that for the team to sustain playing well, a lot of times either one or both of them have to just be, like, basic shooting threats. Well, similar to what we were just talking about with Portland, they have no specialty players on this team. Everybody, their players just do everything. It's just like, oh, Brown plays defense, he hits threes, he goes to the basket. Tatum yeah. plays defense, he hits threes, he goes to the basket. Horford plays defense, he hits threes, goes to the basket. Um, Smart plays defense, his threes, has to move the ball. Like, there's no, hey, just go in there and do this. And that's that would mm-hmm. be perfect for them if they had Buddy because they would have someone, hey, hey, you just go in there and you just hit some shots. That's all yeah. we needed to do. And, but, and it's like a, the reason I like it is because you have a rare moment that like Robert Williams is still a loss, 
But Miles Turner makes up a lot of the defensive things he could do. Miles Turner has led the league in blocks on multiple occasions. Right. So, yeah, yeah, he does. It is kind of and a he spreads the floor. Like, he's been on the Pacers for a long time and done playing like bullshit for a long time, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I'm curious. Maybe I'm overestimating his production. But, like, Robert Williams, he's he's coming into this year hurt. Yeah. He's out for, like, an- another month. Just, like, just a few days ago it came out. Yeah. I just yeah. too many times, bro. He's the last like two playoff runs. He's he's hurt and he gets in the game. He could jump for 100 shots, yet he's like he can't get up after the jumps. I would trade both Williams and Derek White for Hill for Buddy and um Turner. See, Turner like gives it. you what what both Williams do in one body. I mean, yeah. Turner he shoots, I mean Grant Williams gets a lot of threes off, but if Turner got the same amount of threes off, I'm not sure Grant Williams shoots better than Turner. Not much. Turner just never shoots six or seven threes in a game, never. So, um, and then he gets the blocks that Robert Williams does. And then, you know, Derek White, another guy who they want to do all these things and really isn't good at any of the things they ask him to do. Um, And I just can't picture Miles Turner not being really productive with the kind of threats Boston has on the floor. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think about all the bad shots Tatum takes. If anything, that's, like, more rebounds for him to get. Yeah. And Robert Williams really isn't a scorer inside at all. Right. He's and, like the Ch- Turner has a, Chandler type. Yeah, and Turner has a decent decent little hook. If you give it to him short, if you back up on him, short jumper, he, he is that short jumper almost every time. Yeah. If you back up off of him, so. And he can catch lobs, but not like Robert. Robert Williams catches ridiculous lobs. But not yet. That, that's, that's a good, that's a good do, trade. You do miss like a the, how good of a lob threat he is. Hey, we got Blake Griffin. <clears throat> that's a good pickup. Shout out for for that pickup. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what about else? you? Give me, give me another team. Let's go one by one. Um, I I said this may. It may sound crazy, but um, I like the Rockets. And not that it would make them a playoff team, but I think that the team is really, really young, obviously. But they need a vet to make that push to the playoff caliber. I don't think that they have no reason to get any younger, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I think having Miles Turner there, Let's say you trade Eric Gordon and they just picked up Derek Favors. Let's say they trade Derek Favors and Eric Gordon. And you have you go into your games with your starting five is Porter Jr., uh Jalen Green, Buddy, Jabari Smith, and Miles Turner. I just think that that's a starting five that can easily compete for the playoffs. I mean, right away. That's the starting five. I think could go to the playoffs right away. You get your vets. You get another a guy like Buddy. Like I said, you have someone who goes out there and just does one thing with these young guys. Um, you get a shot blocker, someone who can make those outlet passes so they can run with this team. Someone who can hit shots, spread the floor. I I, I think it would make it would take them to the next level for a young team that is hard to get to with a trade. 
I just don't think they need to keep drafting with this team. I think they're yeah. like drafted out. They have all the talent they can get from the draft. They have Kmart Jr. They have Tate. Um, they have Josh Christopher. They got all these guys from the draft. There's no more drafts. We don't need it. Yeah. Now it's time to get get some vets, get some guys who know how to play and know how to win. Um, I think that would I think it would help them a lot. I think that if you have Green, who really should emerge this year, you have Jabari Smith, who just gives you, just give me fifteen and eight. Give me 12 and eight this year. And yeah. um, Terry Eason, who had 20 in their preseason game, who looks really, really good. I, I think it would, I think it would make them a playoff team, honestly. I think it would jump them over Portland. It would obviously jump them over San Antonio. Probably would get them as good as the Utah team, as what Utah has this year. Is Silas still that. coaching them? Yeah. He's a guy we're, we're going to come back to him mid season and really, uh, really see what he's made of. Yeah. Because there's good coaches at home right now. Cause this is a team, this team has no reason to not make like a huge leap from lottery to minimum a play in contender. Yeah. Cause if you get an, if these guys are in the lottery again, what do you get? Right. I have a point guard. I have shooting guard who may, Talent wise, maybe one of the I most even like the the big man they have, the the backup Shingun? big man. Yeah, yeah, Shingun. Yeah, he's yeah. he's good, I, and I would definitely keep him. If if you made a trade, I would definitely keep him. Um, if it's up Mo Harkless, you got K Martin, um, you got Jayshon Tate. I don't know if you were in the lottery. I don't know what position I would even draft because we're good at every position. Right. And Eric Gordon just does stuff that they have younger guys that do it more prolifically. So there's just no reason to keep Eric Gordon. Yeah, he's um, he's he's probably going to be talked about up until the deadline, to be honest. Especially if they're good. If they're good, yeah. I can't imagine he's like a key reason for it. Right. So, I mean, granted, I Gordon has surprised me on a number of occasions because he's had – a good like two or three moments now in his career where he, he looks washed up. He's out. He's like for several years, he's in and out of the lineup. And then all of a sudden he's like in six man form. Yeah. Like getting yeah, buckets. Cause so he could do that. I wouldn't be surprised if he did that this year, but yeah, if anything, I'd still, I'd still, that raises his value and you could do more with that to me. Yeah. You're right. You're definitely right. You, I mean, he, might be a good trade piece for them, and you never know what they get for him, especially him and Favors, who – I mean, Favors at this point in his career would be a good backup for or center for a contender right now, probably, um, the way small ball is um, in the league. So Yeah. I think he sucks. He can't start but... anymore, though. Oh, no, no, no. I, I just – I take a lot of backups over him. Oh, yeah. He won't be the best backup in the league, but, I mean – He's solid backup. Yeah. He doesn't help them. He doesn't help the Rockets. No, no, not, not at all. Yeah, so. No way he's really playing unless guys are out. All right. Give me your next one. Dallas. Staying in Texas. Mm. Yeah. This is, a, this is a slam dunk for Dallas to me. Absolutely. Uh, Hardaway Jr., like, we saw that, yeah, you help us, but you're not – we're not desperate for you as as the guard, or another guy who can't another guy who can't stay on the court. Exactly, he's always hurt. He's missed. I mean, how many last two playoff runs? I feel like he's missed. 
Or he yeah. missed last year for sure. He he was he gets hurt every playoffs. Yeah, every time you get to the playoffs, he gets all hurt, the yeah. time. And now, which I, I I would assume probably Kleber would be the other player you throw in there. Yeah, and and some gotta be and, some picks. And you, yeah, you'd have to include a pick <laughs> or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, honestly, I'd understand if if Wood had to be the the piece that you move, even though you just got him. Maybe Bertans. He's probably contractual. You definitely got to throw in good picks if Bertans is in the trade. He would help contractually because he makes way too much money. And I know Turner and Buddy both make a lot of money. So yeah. I don't think um just Hardaway. Well, Hardaway makes a lot of money, too. So I, I may take that back. Like, this is just a slam dunk to me. You get a, a versatile big who – who will play off of Luca? The way Turner plays, he's gonna play off of your best player. Yeah, and he gets out the way. Right, uh, and, and then Buddy guys. obviously is. They, they got a number of guys who, who, who Buddy would love to take their job. Yeah, and Buddy and Hardaway. To your point, Buddy and Hardaway it doesn't make sense having both of them. It doesn't. No. You probably could trade Bullock. I don't care how good he played last season. You still don't outshoot Buddy. Yeah. I would I would say Finney Smith is the only non-Luca rotation player that I wouldn't think about trading for that duo. Yeah, Dinwiddie and and Finney Smith. Yeah, Dinwiddie too. Are the only locks, only locks. Yeah. No, you're right. That's good. We don't even have to get deep into that. That's obvious. Yeah, obvious Dallas is basic. Stuff. Like the way they play is very simple. It, those guys will fit right in. Yeah, they would. Yeah. Spread the floor, yeah. Uh, my last one would be Atlanta, and I say Atlanta because at this point they just need others. They need more others on this team. You got the star talent, least league scoring, least league assists. I mean, we already know what he can do. We got young players, developing players. We're good on that. John Collins is someone who's an obvious starter, good um, good side piece, not centerpiece, but good number two or three on your team. But now we have these guys that are stale. Bogdanovich is stale. Capella, it might be time to move on. Um, we got guys who are just taking up roster spots. Jarrett Culver, they got for what? Um Trent Forrest. I'm looking at some of the other guys they got. They got some of these other young guys that they just are not going to use. Still go ahead and let them go. I don't know why they didn't give Reddish more of a chance. Yeah. And they traded him for Knox and then didn't even play Knox, nah, which was kind of crazy. You so know, at this point, oh, go ahead. I, I just think uh, Atlanta is, they're not as simple as Dallas. But what they need is pretty simple to me. It's where, like, all the guys you mentioned are kind of, like, stuck doing, like, Bogdanovich just jacks. He really doesn't give you meaningful production in any other way. Uh, Capella is very limited to what he could do. So just those two guys, just those two guys who are key rotation pieces, you switch them out with Buddy, who Buddy doesn't need the ball to to take good shots he doesn't like have to run the offense to have a rhythm which Bogdanovich seems to do all the time right uh and Turner 
maybe he's not the rebounding and lob threat, but he could just do more. And and they're at the point where, listen, Collins has been dunking on all over people for the last three seasons. We have a lob threat. I know. We don't need to. We don't need three lob threats on the court at the I same know. time. They just have, you know, it's Trey and Trey, uh, someone who really doesn't shoot that great, and a bunch of lob threats on the court. This is not when we're talking about Dallas. We look at Dallas. Dallas has Luca. We have shooters everywhere. Maybe a lob threat in there sometimes, maybe not. Someone else who could handle the ball. If Atlanta could find that same mold, they got the other person who could handle the ball. Bogdanovich should never take more than – he should be taking play dribbles um, this season, yeah. which I know he's, he won't. And he's like – he's shown that he's a capable enough shooter that he could dominate like that. Yeah. But he just he – ne- he very rarely plays like it. Right. And, and the thing is, I don't – I'm not sure if he still can. He he could at one point, but because I haven't seen it the last three seasons, I don't know if he can anymore. Yeah. But I know Buddy can. So, um, it, like you said, just switch those two out. You get a whole d- different dynamic to your team. And you get guys out of the paint. When Trey drives yes. and he's stuck in the paint, and Capella – once Capella leaves the paint, he might as well not be on the court. Because he can do nothing. Exactly. He doesn't make good passes. He doesn't set good screens. He does nothing outside of the paint. And then you have Turner who can do everything outside of the paint. But and like you still Atlanta, have a lob threat. That's why I'd make this move, to be honest, because Atlanta has, has attempted to correct like how you know the problems they had in the playoffs where Trey's getting locked the fuck up because the roster is yeah. keyed in on him. Yeah. And we are incompetent. Similar to what we said about Portland. Right. So with Murray was the obvious, like, vital piece to fix that. Yep. But now you get these rotation players that are a little more versatile that could adjust to, to like, again, Trey's not playing well. I got to do more today. Buddy could do that. Bogdanovich can, but I don't trust him to. Bogdanovich can, but if he doesn't do it, he you guys horrible. are gonna lose by thirty. Yeah. Yeah. He makes yeah, you, you get, like he just makes you play so much worse. Yep. Yeah. And I and um who was it? Miami showed exactly what the Lakers did in the bubble against Portland. Mm-hmm. Miami doubled Trey forty feet from the basket, and then once Trey gave the ball up, Atlanta had no idea what to do next. Yep. Herder was lost. Um, we've Hunter seen this. Uh, we've seen this with Utah. Also, they they take Mitchell away, and you throw yes. it to Royce O'Neal, and he's lost. You throw it to the other Bogdanovich, and he's lost. Anywhere but outside the anywhere but the corner, Bogdanovich had no idea what to do with the ball. So, and now you have um, Dejounte. Yeah, Ingles. Yeah, Ingles too. And then Ingles would throw bad passes. It's like Ingles thought, okay, Mitchell can't have the ball. Let me get 10 assists. And he ends up with like six turnovers. And the other team is, you know, running up court. Um, yeah. Now, double tray, we have another guy who can average 10 assists in a game. Average. Not just get a good assist night. He may get 12 assists just because you're doubling tray. And, and, and that's know. why Murray is such a perfect piece because he, like, he could fit whatever Trey is not doing that day. He can, yeah. So Defense. this is really a match made in heaven to me. 
And and you better not double Murray because one, if you're not on trade for a catch and shoot, and if you think you oh. can check Murray that far from the basket, I mean, I don't think he's the fastest player in the league, but he may be one of the quickest players in the league. He's one of the best slashers for sure. He is. I mean, I watched some of his highlights from San Antonio for the last two years from half court to the free throw line. I'm not sure if anyone is quicker than him in the league, honestly, because he has he just his first step and his length, his arms and his legs are so long. Once he gets yeah. that one step on you, you can't recover. Yeah. He, so, and, and he's uh, one thing that people haven't noticed is that he's no longer a liability from the perimeter. He isn't. Like he does yeah. just enough to keep you honest where you, you got to be in the airspace, in the vicinity of him shooting the ball. Yeah. And he's somebody, if he hits one and you ever go for it again, you can forget he's going to score all night. Yeah. If he hits the first one and you like, oh, let me go out there. He's going to yeah. blow right past you. So, yeah, that's what that's what would be interesting, because he'll probably get more just basic open shots on this team than he ever did in San Antonio. Yeah, he will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Him and Trey should be fun, man. And, and they got Justin Holiday. They got Kaminsky now, who are guys who probably won't get a lot of minutes, but they don't give you a lot of worthless minutes. No, neither of them are great players, but they come in and they do something all the time. They're out there. They're not like Tony Snell just out there running up. Court. Yeah. Holiday's a, a legitimate three and D threat. He is. Absolutely. Yeah. Unlike Tony Snell, who pretends to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and Kaminsky goes out there and battles. And another, you know, he's a shooter. versatile again. He's ver- he could roll. He could pop. He could get a shot for himself like that to me. That's what I want to see when we get to the playoffs with Atlanta. I know yeah. Trey is great, but I got to see more from the team. Yeah. And I, I think. I forgot who they have over there. I want to say it's Landry Fields. They have as their um, front office guy. But I, I do think they're. Um, wow. That was. You didn't know that? Great, great Knicks throwback. I did not <laughs> yeah. know that. Uh, I think he works for the – I could be that's, wrong. I think he works cool. for the Hawks, though. He played for them but, for a little bit, right, when he was uh, – or no, it was Toronto. I remember he was sitting on Toronto for a while. Yeah, he played, he played for um, Toronto, yeah. Hawks promote assistant GM Landry Fields to general manager, yeah, this, Man, season, this a, summer. That was a quick fall off. What the fuck uh, happened to him? He's 33 now. <laughs> he's 33? Yeah. Dude, that's wild. I know his, I don't know. You remember this shit with Markel Fultz and everybody was trashing the shooting coach? Yeah. His shooting coach should never work again, bro. Because he was a lights out sniper rookie year and yeah. then broke the next year. Yeah, I think it was his third year. He was a really, really third. Bad. Yeah, yeah, two years. Yeah, he had two then. good seasons. Yeah, he, he had like a like a specific like I'm gonna work on my shot summer, and he yeah. came in and fucked it all up. Yeah, he. I mean, what Herder did for Atlanta was basically how Fields was for the Knicks. Yeah, Very and Justin Holiday kind of is a better piece for what Herder did to me than than he was. Um. Maybe, yeah, yeah. I, I liked how Herder... A little bit more limited. Yeah, because I was going to say, I like how Herder was also a sneaky athletic. Mm-hmm. And he ran the floor pretty well. If you, yeah. I mean, if Herder was on the break, he was going to dunk it. He was going to try to dunk that's, it on you. 
that's one thing holiday does he's a chucker he's a yeah. gunner as they say holiday will just run right to the corner on the break <laughs> yeah wide open dunk he'll run right to the corner yeah herder used to go try to put it on somebody yeah. every night whether he could or couldn't you try which I, I used to like but they're not gonna miss that too much to your point um Oh, I, what I was going to say is Landry Fields and the GM squad, whoever they else they have, I think are trying to wait and see what this, what Murray does with the team that they already have. And I don't think they should. I think they should just go ahead and pull the trigger, make these trades. There's a lot of trades to be made still that could help this team immediately. Um, but I'm not mad at it, to be honest. Like I, I get the the thought process of, Let's let's give it a bit of a trial run. If anything, they're coming up on the deadline with a better idea of what they should do. Like maybe yeah. maybe Capella is dominating on the glass, and they really don't need Turner. Maybe they don't need Collins. Right. So I and the, and the thing is, the other amazing thing is this team. We talk about a lot of young teams. This is the best. This team has the best players that are still young, I would say. Celtics are up there, obviously. The Celtics still have two starters that aren't young at all. I mean, think about it. Capella is probably the oldest player on this team. Yeah. Right? And he's 28. I mean, I think he's the oldest player on the whole roster. Um, Well, Bogdanovich is 30, but league-wise, he's not that old. Mm -hmm. Um, Trey's 24. Murray is... 26, post 28. I love that, they really could have like a six year back court. Uh, exactly. I want to see that. John Collins is 25. I guess it. Trey, um, John, and DeJounte could be together for, like you said, five, six years. So, and then, you know, Hunters are starting three. He's 24, just mm-hmm. graduated, basically. Yeah. So, no nah, man, they're they're exciting. They're, there's a lot I, I of so see, much upside with this team. To your point, I I also could see, but Bogdanovich is the only one I just don't I don't see any reason of keeping him at this point. I think they've seen enough. Yeah, that's him. the thing is he I've seen everything he could do, like everything and more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've seen more more than I want to see that he yeah. can do. So yeah, so we'll see. Curious to see what AJ Griffin does for them as well. Hmm. I thought it was kind of an odd draft choice for them. Yeah, maybe they'll throw him out there to hit some shots. I still don't think he could do that, but, you know. I don't either. And they weren't hurting at forward. Right. You know, he's only 6'6". It's not like he's that versatile as far as what he does. So I I really – I can't picture him guarding a, a, a single starter in the league. Especially a small forward. Again, in the East. Small forwards in the East. Oof. They expose even backups. So I mean, Oladipo, Miami might throw him out at the three just just for you to get exposed. Oladipo, exactly. I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, all right. Um, good deep dives. Uh, you got anything else to NBA to talk about? We talked about Phoenix last week, so I'm gonna let him slide today. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. We're I, pretty I late, we we're pretty late into the episode anyway, so I'm going to let him go today. Um, 
Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, we don't need to rehash it because I think what we said last week was enough for to show our confidence in them. But hey, it's preseason, so we'll see what happens. Two weeks, two more weeks. So, um, oh, real quick, the Warriors looked really good. Wiseman looks great. Yes. I talked about the players Destroyed that came us. back. I was just thinking of last night. Wiseman look, looked really good. Y'all looked good though. Yeah, we're offensively we look very good. I I did not expect you guys, um, the Wizards, come out with that much energy in a preseason game. Yeah, could be good, could be get bad though, but I think it's good. I'm very curious how Kuzma follows up last year because he played really well, and it was really like it was way more consistent than I expected. Uh huh. Uh, so now, like, the team is much better. It's much healthier. Uh, Beal yeah. is, you know, is back. So I'm curious if if that translates to that 10-3 and three start they had last year. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, with more firepower on the court, I am curious to see how Kuzma is because he's another one of those guys. When nobody's there, Kuzma, you know, tear the league up. I'd like to see a lot more of Porzingis at the five. And he doesn't really have to play like way different than what he likes to do. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. As long as Rui and uh, Kuzma are getting rebounds, which they, they tend do. to fade out sometimes. Yeah, they. I mean, Rui more than Kuzma, but yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Just, I, uh, the thing is, once they get on the same page and they know, all right, Porzingis is about to take this shot, then they. They can get there, but when Porzingis first got there, I could see the confusion of like when Porzingis was gonna spread out versus when they were going to, and then you guys missed a lot of chances for rebounds because there was no communication about you know somebody needs to get inside or somebody needs to crash, yeah, that kind of thing. I mean, the Wizards are another team similar to Houston, where midway through the year we got to look at the coaching because this is a team that should be winning a good amount of games. I would think so, yeah. And I like yeah. I like that the like Kuzma, Rui, uh, Porzingis, and Gafford. I yeah. like that front court rotation as a whole. Me too. Yeah, and Taj Gibson is a nice vet. I mean, mm-hmm. he doesn't. He's like a no negative guy. He yeah. his plus minus will be zero every night. Does yeah. nothing, but uh, yeah, I like that too a lot. Yeah. Thing is, with you guys, with the Wizards, I will say, um, who do who do you just compare them to that we talked about? Houston. Uh, oh, Houston. They the difference is they rely more on one player than most other teams. Like if Beal, if Beal isn't having a good season, that alone could be the reason why you guys aren't winning games. You know? Yeah. Like it could just just be because Beal isn't playing that good, which. If he is playing good, it could be the chemistry which would fall on the coaching. So I agree with you though, they should win some games. And last year, a lot of their struggles were like I really didn't like how Beal was playing. Exactly. Because he was shooting the ball poorly and it was the shots were still going up like he was averaging 34 the year before. Yeah. You know, so again, and this team is just a little more versatile, like they're much healthier coming into the year. Mm-hmm. There's no need to force shots all the time. 
Right. You're right, though. Yeah, definitely right. So um, I'm excited for them. And to your point, I think all these teams that have a new coach, inexperienced coach, stale coach should, um, I mean, coaches are on the hot seat because, like we said, we've said multiple times, you got Quinn Snyder, you got Vogel at home right now. Didn't Those Vogel join somebody's staff? Um, maybe, be, maybe. I'm not sure. I'll come back to that. But he, I mean, still is. If he's not oh, head available. coaching, he's available. Yeah, I mean, someone that of his I'll caliber. Now, if Boston is in shambles the first two months of the season, I'd go get him without hesitation. <laughs> Can't imagine uh, what Boston's shambles would look shambles. like for them, but yeah, <laughs> I, I think they're gonna be fine. At least like just game to game. Yeah, but no, you're you're completely right. I mean, even Terry Stotts isn't is out there somewhere, you know, not head coaching. So you got guys who have a lot of experience. If my coach doesn't have a lot of experience and I'm not seeing what I like, I'm not liking what I see so far. Yeah, got guys out there. <laughs> Shoot, I'd, if Boston is struggling, they get somebody. I'm looking at the guy that's suspended for the year. If they fire him, I mean, yeah, I can what see. Are we, it. What are we talking about? Like, there's guys out there. If my team is struggling, I'm not. That's that was a Celtics issue. It wasn't a hey. any other issue. So <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Could you don't want that <laughs> leaking into your locker room? <laughs> hey, if I'm a GM and I'm a single guy, yeah. no, I mean... <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. I understand. <laughs> yeah uh <laughs> no nah, but you're definitely right this coach is on the hot seat for sure because there is a lot of really good coaches that just are not out there with a job you know i actually liked the charlotte coach that they fired i liked what he did for charlotte yeah uh james mind. something yeah what was his name james it was something simple i thought james no no um he used to coach with the Spurs. Charlie coach. Uh, wow, they, they just don't don't have him up here. Have his name up here anymore. Borrego. 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 James Borrego. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, James Borrego. Yep. I liked him. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, if I'm a team like the Wizards that are kind of in a in a, we're not sure if we're building. We're not sure if we're rebuilding. We're not sure if we're contending place i think yeah i'd i'd try him out i could see that yeah i'd try him and i mean from the rockets i would go for someone with a lot of experience but um you got a good mix of guys i think bray goes interesting jason jason kidd would have had the rockets like in the finals this year (laughs) (laughs) like just just jason kidd just the way he coaches like that's yeah. the pinnacle of what I want for the Rockets. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. You'd have them. They'd be really, really tough. I know that. I know. They'd be I tearing know. people up. Yeah, especially as tough mentality as the guys they had already were. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right. Well, um, that is it for us. Thank you for listening. As always. 
um, follow and subscribe, turn on notifications, and uh, we will see you guys next week. And uh,